Hey everyone, this is Amazing Fantasy Football. I am Josh and he is Chris. And Chris he is. How you doing today, Chris? I'm doing wonderful. Sundays are my favorite day of the week. They are my maybe third or fourth favorite day of the week. Um if I had to rank them. Friday. Friday Friday being yeah. like number 2, Saturday number 1. You know, Sunday, it's it's down there on the list because I have to go back to work tomorrow. I was going to so, say, Mr. Mr. No Job over here. <laughs> That's why. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get my family home on Sundays, although I'm tied up doing this stuff like this, to be fair. But uh, no, just you're reloading off of your wife. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> For those listening at home, I am a stay at home dad, which, uh, you know, usually when I say that, oh, that's a tough job. And it is. But at the same time, my kids are. He does have a Good job kids. and yeah. that's being, that's being dad. There you go. All right. So we're here to talk about some free agents today. We're going to do quarterbacks and running backs. Uh, next week we will do wide receivers and tight ends. We decided to split it for, I don't remember why, whatever. This time. is what we're doing. <laughs> Cause time. Cause reasons. Time. Yes. No, oh, and a... because I, I, and because I do a show with Chatty Cathy here. So, you know, exactly. That's actually a good, great <laughs> opportunity to mention, do a little housekeeping. If you guys have any, uh, comments, criticism, I know Josh, I just said something about, you know, leave criticism, shoot an email, leave a comment, whatever, uh, format, like length, uh, like actual format, the order we go in, in the show, just let us know. Um, but yeah. Oh it. yeah, <laughs> we, we we we're always down for some criticism. I mm. there's only one way you can insult me, and you're never gonna find out what it is. So hey, otherwise I can take just about anything you throw at me. That's not Anyways. an open invitation to do so, though. Uh, but anyway, no um, for a challenge. Yeah, no, I just I'm we, we before we hit the record button, we were talking a lot about um, future plans and time format of the show. So I think. Now it's a great time to hammer that down. And if anybody has any input, let us know. Yes, we were talking about world domination and what it takes to uh, actually make <laughs> accomplish that. Yes. And we're not talking about it, you know, virtually. We're talking about like, yeah, I'm going to rule the world. So uh, anyways, like, like let's being, let's like thinking let's... the brain stuff. Oh, yeah. Pinky, uh, pinky. I don't think with a B. Yeah, you're, I did it right. you're, you're totally pinky, by the way. Yeah, and it's mainly and it's mainly because you're like skinnier and taller than I am. <laughs> not that I'm that's like super short, dumb, though. That's not fair. Uh, yeah, that's that's. But I mean, brain's kind of like even though he's really smart, he's also kind of dumb and can't realize his own faults anyway. So that's why they're the care the polar opposite characters that they are. Yeah. Anyways, let's move on to our free agents here. Let's start yes. with quarterbacks here. Our and if anyone's wondering why we're going in this particular order, I just went down the list of PFFs free 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 agent ranks. So whatever, Dak is number one on our list here. Uh, Chris's favorite guy in the world, Dak Prescott. Is that a four? Is, is, is since Jason Witten is officially retired, are you now are you now on the <laughs> oh, Dak train? Oh, it's been it's been a while coming. It's been like probably a good year and a half since probably what? even more than that because Witten's been had been on the downside of his career for some time. Not that I instantly was like, I don't like you. It's just, I wanted a more up and coming favorite player, I guess you could say. And for whatever reason, a favorite Not player deep. means anything, but uh, no, no, it, it's no. most important position on the field and the best sport in the world. <laughs> what's, what's not to love about a quarterback. So, uh, and furthermore, Dak He's is no goalie. 
is is a, is a, seems like a good kid. I know we've got some stuff going on. We'll probably touch on that a little bit later in terms of NFL quarterbacks, but uh, he seems like the type of person that I wouldn't mind one of my daughters rooting for. You know, although that's he won't be playing then. But anyway, <laughs> you, you mean you mean your daughters that are going to grow up and be Eagles fans? Mm, no, probably Bears fans. Actually, probably none of the above if if things carry on the current trajectory. <laughs> probably not. No. All right, let's okay. So Dak is the first guy we're talking about here. He got a four-year contract worth 160 million dollars, 126 of it guaranteed. That's a payday right there. He set some um, records for those. Uh, yeah, he he well, was going to, and the Cowboys were so dumb to put this off until this mm-hmm. season. If they oh, had yeah. done it last year, I mean, this number could have been smaller. Should have been done. It's weird that it was only a four-year deal, but. That's cool. Whatever. It's funny. People last year were like 35. No way. 28 uh, uh, or whatever. 32, 37 million. Yeah. This is what happens. Yeah. And we all knew he was going to be the highest paid player in the league when it happens. Although <sighs> record wise, I think, and I should have had this written down, but uh, Mahomes is obviously the one that comes to mind in terms of highest paid quarterback, but he has a 10 year deal. So his yeah. yearly average is a little lower. Furthermore, Dak set a record for most guaranteed money in the first four years. He gets it all. It's crazy, man. Yeah, so let's see if Dak can make good on this. Let's go win a Super Bowl talk. Um, I, I, and so I, I have a couple of talking points here. So we know that Dak broke his ankle in week five. He did broke his ankle, right? Yes. Okay, so he broke his ankle in week five. And if you include that game, even if you include that partial game into um, into his uh, fantasy points for this season, he was score. He would have. Sco- and then you take all that and projected that he played all 16 games. He just scored four hundred and forty five point two five points. You know where that would have ranked him as far as point totals for every all the other fantasy players in the season. Number one with a bullet. Number one. So, I mean, but is Dak better than Carson Wentz? It's so hilarious, but this isn't a Dak. You know, honestly, like the part of this is because of Dallas's defense was not very good last year. And so far they haven't, they haven't really done a whole lot to fix it either. So the only, the only, my only concern with Dak is the Cowboys offensive line. Is it going to come back healthy? Is it, are they going to retool a little bit? And try and uh, fix some, some uh, you know minor flaws in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's my main concern there. Other than that, man, Dak, top five quarterback, you know, mm-hmm. going off the board next year. Yeah, yeah. And then the you know the fantasy assets that he touches, so to speak, the the the, the Dallas offensive weapons. Um, mm-hmm. This is this is just a this this is Fire a bonus exactly. This is a bonus for them. We saw what they could do last year. Uh, we saw them without Dak, obviously. Um, so that's all the more reason to be optimistic. Um, remember, Dak is 100% healthy up till that point. So knock on wood. It's the world's most violent game, but at the, you know, well, maybe not the world's. Uh, the most violent game out there. Um, uh, so most, most there's that baked in, but he's a, he's a tough dude. This offense is built around him. Uh, this coach maybe we not. brought on board to help. Uh, so yeah, I, I I think the world of, of of him as a player and as a fantasy asset, like you said, this wheels up, man. We're 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 we, you want a piece of this Dallas offense, but you'll have to pay a bit of a premium. There is one caveat, uh, and uh, we'll get to him more in the off season. But uh, I'm a little worried about uh, where Zeke is in his uh, 
in terms of is he at the cliff, uh, the point in well, his career. That's fine. We're not talking about Zeke right now. So yeah. let's move on. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you short. No, it's okay. I'm just saying he's the only piece that I would have any misgivings about. All right. Let's move on to our next quarterback here, and that is Ryan Fitzpatrick, or some of you might know him as Fitzmagic. Yes. Uh, He got signed by the Washington football team, or as we like to call him in these parts, the Tato Skins. Um, I I love this signing, man. I I think this is a really, really smart signing for the Washington football team. Mm -hmm. I... Honestly, I don't know if I could have really picked a better spot for Ryan Fitzpatrick to land, to be quite honest. He's he's going behind um, a pretty good offensive line. I think PFF ranked him number six or seven last year as far as the best of one of the six or seventh best offensive line. Um, this is this is going to help. It has to help Terry McLaurin from his numbers last year, which really weren't all that bad with, you know, the quarterback carousel that was there. But. You know, what do you think about this, man? Uh, you know, we opened the show with Dak because of money and, you know, shock wow factor. But this is the one I'm most excited about. Just because Dak was already there, kind of. I know we injury and all that. But Fitzpatrick in Washington, I'm right there with you. Uh, Gibson, McLaren, uh, even potentially uh, the second running back could be a, a pass-catching PPR type of deal. And don't forget, Curtis oh, Samuel signed also. They just They just signed Curtis Samuel, which we'll talk about more next week. Uh, like Good I point. said at the top of the show, we're only doing quarterback running back here, but yeah, Curtis Samuel coming in too. that. I mean, Ryan, Fitz, Ryan Fitzpatrick was one of the reasons why, or he, yeah, I mean, Winston helped too, but like in 20, mm-hmm. 2019, why Mike Evans and Chris Godwin were both top to 15 receivers. Um, in 2019, he made Devonte Parker, a fantasy relevant wide receiver too. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. he was a top 15 wide receiver that year, top 12, maybe. I don't remember off the top of my head. Yep. But so, I mean, he's bringing he's he's, he's, he's bringing, bringing fantasy value, quarterback yeah. play. And and Terry McLaurin's a great wide receiver. He's not just a speed guy. At least I don't think he is. I want to hammer down. on um, Well, we'll talk more about receivers next week. But uh, do you have a kind of off the top of your head where he might be in your rankings? Who? This move? McLaren. I think he's kind of the uh, biggest top one. 20 for sure. I'm thinking top 12. I, th- I think he's a wide receiver one now. I think he is, but early mm. speculation, and we've got a wide receiver show coming up, but or free agent wide receiver show. Remind uh, me this next week, and, I, and I'll ahead. maybe kind of do a quick little um, rankings and see you, see where you've got. Uh, no, just behind the scenes. Anyways, um, he it's only a one year deal, but that's fine. He's the the football team is probably going to end up drafting a quarterback in the draft. Uh, obviously um they haven't really done anything else to uh show that they're like looking in like as far as free agency or anything like that they haven't traded for another quarterback they do have kyle allen sitting there on the team still i believe which the ron Rivera brought in favorite, when he was yeah. Still with, yeah still with the panthers but i i don't i don't think this is going to be much of a competition i think it's fitzpatrick starting day one maybe mm-hmm. some somewhere throughout the season you know, the whatever rookie they draft might come in to play just to see if he's any depending good. on their win loss record and if like exactly. you said, if it's, if it's a young guy, yes. If it's another vet, no. There's here's no the, and here's the thing too that I like to do. Um, at, like I like to wait super long on quarterbacks. Like I'll be one of the last people, if not the last person, oh, in yeah. a draft to draft a quarterback in a one quarterback league, of, of course. Standard one quarterback um, league, of course, yeah. 
And so what? And so how I usually pick that quarterback is based on what who they're going up against uh, week one. So if the football team here is like say in week one they're going up against Dallas, I was just gonna well, say I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, as my week one quarterback, you know, with Terry McLaurin and everything. I think that's a, I think that's a good strategy right there. Um, definitely. I, I wanted to address two other things. Pitt Fitzpatrick himself, like we're talking about now, and then the tight end before we're mm-hmm. done. But Fitzpatrick in a single quarterback league, yeah, he's he's a he, he he's could potentially be, go undrafted in, in kind of smaller leagues, like 10-team leagues. Um, but I like where your head's at in terms of waiting forever and getting a ton of value out of this guy. I do think he's more of a super flex guy. I think he's a must-draft in super flex. Um, oh, well, every quarterback isn't a super flex. But, well, but some are more uh, of your QB3 type of guys. And then, of course, yeah, you work out the math yeah. as far as how many people you have in the league. But uh, So I would consider Fitzpatrick a QB2 in super flex and a super late-round value like you just said in, in redraft and then there's logan thomas yeah i i don't know i mean on him i don't think i don't love this for logan thomas fitzpatrick has not well he doesn't avoid the tight throwing in the mm-hmm. tight end because no quarterback just is like oh the, the tight end's open i'm st- still not throwing to him no one d- does that but he doesn't hyper focus on the tight end like some quarterbacks do he doesn't like to utilize the, the tight end like some quarterbacks do, like say a, a Tom Brady or like a Peyton Manning back in the day. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't love it. Let's put it that way. Yeah, he was a great value last year. Um, kind of a diamond in the rough, I guess. If you want, maybe not mm-hmm. a diamond, but uh, it was hard to find tight end play. We all know that. Um, I'm definitely keeping my eye on him. I also have misgivings about the quarterbacks selection and having two. Well, one really good receiver, and then Curtis Samuel. Like I feel like he's mm-hmm. more the quarterback that focuses on two, two wideouts. Uh, yeah, you know, that's, and that's yeah, obviously he's style. he's throwing to the backs in the slot and the tight end also, but vast majority seems to go to these two weapons. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, maybe that comes down how I feel about Samuel or how he feels about Samuel, should I say? But I sure would like okay. to see a value there, and I love this offense. Let's move on to our next quarterback here. It is Jameis Winston. He gets a one-year deal to stay in New Orleans for five and a half million, fully guaranteed. It sounds like a lot of money to you and me, Chris, but to in an NFL uh, pay structure and everything, this is backup quarterback money. Yes, sir. I yeah. I think that I think that they're going to hold. A, I don't know if it's going to be Taysom Hill or even if they're going. The Saints are going to like go out and draft a rookie in the first round this coming draft. Um, but I think it's going to be open quarterback competition. I know you're a Taysom Hill guy. I'm kind of not. Um, I'm just following I'm not the saying... money, really. Well, I guess right. I like him a little I, better. I'm interested to see what he I just do. think that Jameis Winston, if you could kind of get rid of that gunslinger mentality that he has. Or at least tone it down. Well, and, and get him to focus a little bit more and see the field a little bit better instead of just throwing the ball up. And, you know, remember back in the day, did, did I mean, you're from Texas. Did y'all ever play uh 500 where you just kind of threw the ball up and like yelled out a name of like a, a number and you had to like build up points to get to 500 and if you you did you won i don't know did if we had this quite that scoring system and we definitely had a different name but what? uh yeah but there's no case it's, that's it's what, the same that's basic principle yeah it's a blast it's it's yeah <laughs> he's just throwing the ball up and just i yelling, believe the term josh is yolo <laughs> i i it's a, <laughs> You know me. I am a crotchety 36-year-old. All right? Josh I, I might a, as well be Josh, 72. Josh is a boomer, and particularly when it comes to abbreviations and slang. 
I, I just, ironically, I am not, I guess. Yeah, I it's feel so like weird. I am Dude, you, you text me all these abbreviations. I, know. And I, I like, spend a lot of time around kids. I have, to, I I have to like I have to like show your text <laughs> messages to someone at work and be like, what the what the heck does that mean? And they're like this. And I'm like, oh, why didn't he just say that? And they're like, because he's not old time. and crotchety like you. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> <laughs> but see, you save all the time by, by sending me these abbreviations, but then you had to explain it to me. So you might as well just. Oh, and then and then if I'm talking fantasy or computers or really kind of anything, I, I'm I'm a I'm a paragraph text message guy. <laughs> and then I'll throw in yeah, like a, you like to send me books via text message. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm worried. Anyways. Guys. Let's move on. Let's move on to our next guy. Cam, or I'm sorry, uh, James oh, Winston. No. He's probably just going to be a backup. Do you have anything else to say about Winston? Yeah, I just I touched on it a little bit with the money. I, I'm my logic is I'm following the money, uh, uh, and you, you'll hear that come up a couple times in the rest of this show and next week. Um, so that's why I'm def, uh, defaulting to Taysom. This is wide open. I agree with you. This is wide open. I think the Saints think they can really not rebuild on the fly. They're just not going to rebuild. They're just going to, okay, here's the quarterbacks we have on the roster. We've been planning this for a couple of years. He thinks he can win with Taysom. And there's something very intriguing about what Winston can do in terms of numbers and touchdowns. But Eileen Taysom, a fantasy take on that is, you know, we still haven't changed the scoring for quarterbacks. So he's going to be, he he could be a top 10 quarterback. Uh, 10, top 12, I might say 12. (sighs) He could be QB1. On this offense, he'll be running around. Uh, I think he's a good enough thrower. I mean, this is a good question. Let's pose this to you because I know you're more of a negative on Lamar. Lamar or Taysom Hill? And take that from a real football or a fantasy or both perspective. Neither? That's fair. I'll I'll, I'll allow it. <laughs> um, so, you know, so I have Anyways. this last note on him I have is I think for standard quarterback leagues, this is a stay away situation. We don't know what's going to happen. It's an absolute stay away. For um, now. In a super flex uh, well, league. Okay, so 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 mm-hmm. like let's take the quarterback out of the situation or the conversation for the moment, and let's just focus on like Michael Thomas. How do you think that right. uh, Taysom Hill slash um, Jameis Winston, or even whatever rookie? Uh, let's just call, let's just say Taysom Hill, Jameis Winston for right now. How do you yep. think that affects Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara? I like what I saw from. Taysom to Thomas at the end of last year, there was a ray of hope. So I'll stick to that for a minute. But obviously Winston can chuck the ball. You know, volume comes to mind when I think of Winston. He's going to throw the ball a lot. There's going to be a lot of touchdowns. But remember, the Saints are a running team. So whatever you think, whatever I or others may think about Winston's volume and his propensity to sling it and rack up those attempts and those TDs and whatnot... I think he's going to be hampered uh, from a fantasy perspective because it's New Orleans. And we've seen Breeze not be a world beater in fantasy the past two years or so. Yeah, not really. Yeah, especially you start you put a premium on it and you start talking Superflex. Yeah, I think it's Superflex. I have no problem having one of them as my third QB and taking a chance. Yeah. It prob- probably means I got a really good one and two in a Superflex. But otherwise, At least third, a really good third QB or stay away in Superflex. Yeah, okay. Let's move on to our next quarterback here. It is Cam Newton. Um, I think there was a lot of, excuse me, a lot of smoke and mirrors that came out with this, with his contract. Um, Cause when I was looking at it, I was like, For sure. 
well, that doesn't seem right. I thought it was supposed to be like 14 million. It could hit 14 million. There's, I mean, a lot of things have to fall into place for that to happen. More health, or less, a, you know, like a, a, more or less a playoff run slash Super Bowl, and he had to start all 16 games. Yeah. I was otherwise, just just, yeah. otherwise, the 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 meat of this contract is 5.1 million with three and a half guaranteed. Oh, only um, three and a half of the base is guaranteed. Dang, that's yeah. kind of insulting. But uh, I mean, this is backup money again. Like, like, like Winston. But health, this is backup assu- money health assumed part. it becomes Fitzpatrick money or Tyrod. Money. Yeah, I mean, it, double digits: ten, twelve, fourteen. No, Max he has fourteen. They have to. They have to make the playoffs for a hit to hit double digits. Oh well, see, I don't think yeah. they're winning the division. So there's that. I, I just, I don't know. Like, I, okay, so this is Cam Newton's stats from last year. I just wanted to mention this real quick and we'll move on. 592 rushing yards, 12 rushing touchdowns. That's, that's great. I, I like that. Uh, 2,657 passing yards. Mm. Eh, could be a lot higher. Eight passing touchdowns. 210 interceptions. The volume's not there. It's just not there. And like, they haven't done anything to show us that there will be passing any, any reasonable amount of passing volume. Okay, and, and 368 attempts in 15 games. Mm. That's it's, that is super low and in the modern NFL. Dude, that it's like super, it's like the NFL in the sixties. It's crazy. He, well low. that and he, I mean he also got benched <laughs> like three times too. Oh, I don't for sure. I, I, I don't understand that. why Cam Newton actually came back to the Patriots. I don't know why they brought most, him back. Mm-hmm, go ahead. I, I just I, I mean for this price, sure. Like they're gonna I would be supremely surprised if they don't use their first round pick on a quarterback. For sure. I um, I just, it's one of those, they are one team that really needs one. And, and I think they're also the type of franchise that would prefer Cam to go and start one more year if they do get said quarterback in their draft. First round, first and, round. And, and, I think they're, and I think their free agent moves actually kind of kind of uh, focus that. on that. I mean, they, they got Janu, they got Janu, um, what's his last name, Smith, right? Janu Smith. Yes, they sir. got Hunter Henry. I mean, this really works well for for Jameis, considering that he had Cam. like his average yards per attempt was like something like seven point two. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's perfect. And I'm they got glad. and they got Nelson Aguilar too, a, not a speed guy. They're not looking for for uh, Cam to be tucking it down the field. Exactly. I think they're I think they're going to be running some sort of. 12 uh 12 personnel like west coast sort of style offense you know i couldn't have said it by myself i'm so glad you mentioned Janu because he is among the best blockers i know people keep saying he is the move tight end and he is because he's more athletic than hunter hunter henry will be your in line kind of your run of the mill tight end and he does both quite pretty pretty well blocking and catching whereas Janu is the move guy a little bit smaller in terms of height but built like a greek god and but he's also the he's a really good blocker and he's a really good blocker because of his physical prowess so i agree with you i think we see an option for lack of a better term and i think uh we're seeing a little bit of bill bill belichick's uh pride trying to squeeze some more wins and show that he can do it in different ways which he has done in the past but there was obviously a common denominator in the past and that's the goat and i think we're seeing that Brady had a lot more to do with this dynasty than the coach did, but the jury's still out. So I, I'm all I'm here this year to see New England losing all the games, Cam getting benched, this thing blowing up in their face. Even if it doesn't blow in their face, I still don't think they have the firepower to win the division. Fantasy terms, you said all the key points. I just think 
let's maybe, let's let's move on yeah. let's move on to our last quarterback here the last quarterback i want to talk about at least and this is going to be real 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 quick andy dalton signed with the bears ten and a half million seven of it guaranteed this is just throwing stuff at the wall and hoping it sticks for the bears they they are just hapless when it comes to finding a quarterback i'm i'm guessing they moved on from mitch Trubisky. he went over to buffalo which side note great great move for buffalo Trubisky is a real poor man's josh allen that's it's a great guy to back up josh allen but andy dalton here he'll probably be the starter at least in week one um I don't know, man. I mean, like, yeah, he's he turned out some uh he made AJ Green have some thousand yard seasons and back in uh Cincinnati. He looked semi-competent in mm-hmm. Dallas last year. It that he's going to a worse offensive line, arguably a worse offensive line. Sure. Um I I don't know, man. It's just another backup quarterback that's gonna be the very starting quarterback uh, to me. I just yeah. I don't really want to say anything else. I just wanted to highlight that he's going to probably be the Bears' new starting quarterback. Didn't they get a new coach a year ago? Is Nagy still there? No. He's still yeah. there. So I yeah. think it's a little bit of the coach in front office holding on for dear life. Veteran. Nagy should have never Nagy should have never went there and and came out and said that Mitch Trubisky was his quarterback. He should have went in. That's how he got the job, but he he should have went there right. and said this point. guy yeah. is this guy is not are this guy is not my guy. Don't hire me if you want to if you want to stick with him. Yeah, yeah. He him and Ryan Pace married themselves to Mitch Trubisky and it didn't work out and they just need to they they need to find a new home. They need to the Bears need to find a new GM/head coach. Maybe a new GM to start with, I guess. Yeah, cuz I've seen great moves in the front office. Yeah, just you, fantasy Did terms. you have any other did you have had any other quarterbacks you wanted to talk about? Tyrod. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Um, so I think we got to touch on Tyrod Taylor here, uh, because of what's going on with Deshaun Watson. Um, we're not going to dwell on it too long. No. Uh, there's allegations out there for the most part. We'll leave it at that. Um, the they're Texans have also, yeah, exactly. A whole lot. Uh, Texans have also signed Ryan Finley. That's an important mission. Ryan Finley is, it's, it's no traded slouch. Oh, I'm sorry. Traded. Thank you. Um, he's no slouch. Uh, in fact, he's one of the, I don't think premium would be too strong a word, but he's a sought after backup, uh, mm-hmm. two, always a two or three. Uh, but he's been he's had to step in into action and has performed admirably. So that's a important yeah. signing in terms of Watson's availability. Mm-hmm. These signings are uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, it is a worthless note. Uh, yeah, I mean that's that's basically all I've got on him. Um, fantasy terms: If Tyrod's the guy, because we have to speculate this at this point. Um, there's some running there. If Tyrod's uh, the guy, if Tyrod's the guy, I'm, I don't want anything to do with. Yeah, this I mean, I, no players. I love Keenan Allen, so this is bad news. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, they've blown up the offense there in, te- in Houston, so it's, uh, I don't know if there was anything to love beforehand, aside from Watson himself. Now that you that's in question and you put in Tyrod, fantasy stay away, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, they're running backs that they've, I mean, let's, I guess we can do a quick segue and go out of order uh, to their, them picking up Philip Lindsay. I kind of right. like it. Like Philip Lindsay, he's going to get some time. He's going to get a timeshare with Mark Ingram there. But if you have Tyrod Taylor being that quarterback, and even frankly, if even if Deshaun Watson was the quarterback, having Brandon Cooks there as your only real threat, it's not, it's not enough to really entice me. It's not especially not. behind uh especially behind a subpar offensive line i just no. i don't really don't want to have anything to do with the texans this coming year unless they do something exactly. to change my mind but so far they haven't and i find if you're if you're somebody who subscribes to the fact 
uh, to the idea that it trickles from the top down. I find I find better fantasy assets when I look at good organizations. I'm not talking literally exactly. wins and losses every single season. Yes, that that too, but the, it helps, the idea but of competing. But some teams have to rebuild too. But the idea of competing every year and seeing these decisions made in the front office that's heading in the right direction, these personnel decisions bear out and these draft picks are good, et cetera. These free agent signings are good. I find when there's uh, drama, you know, that's not the case. So uh, Texans, uh, even before all this, we they were dismantling. Yeah. We thought them a very bad organization. And I think they were correct. Yeah. And the defense is awful. So whatever fantasy good or bad uh, influence that could have. Uh, and just they real quick folks, a... we, we don't know that Watson's out, but uh, we're just speculating and it really kind of doesn't matter. Like we're saying Watson's Watson moving forward to is a potential ticking time bomb. As far as uh, uh, say the season starts and he's going to be the starter. Okay. That's great. But at what point during the season, do they pull a rug out from underneath the Texans and say, Suspension. you're going on the commissioner's exempt list while we, uh, investigate all these, all, all these exactly. allegations and everything. I, court, court I think, case that, or I think not. that he's guilty or innocent. Remember, folks. Yeah, and if I'm gonna do what they I want, I think that he. I, I personally have this feeling that he's going to start the season on the commissioner's exempt list. I agree. I have that weird feeling that this is all the arrows are pointing that way, but mm -hmm. we'll find out here as the off season rolls along. Let's yeah. move on to Aaron Jones here. Mm -hmm. He was weirdly, he was only ranked to number 51 in PFF's um, free agent list. And they ranked like 200 players. Uh, hmm. And I mean, they ranked every position, you know, they, they had every position out there. Long but snapper. 51. <laughs> I mean, just, I like Aaron Jones a lot better than this. He got a, he did get a nice, a, a pretty good contract. Four years, 48 million, only 13 guaranteed could have been a little bit better. I, I think in that respect, but I think maybe he took a little bit less guaranteed money to stay with the Packers instead of going to another team. Well, I think he also tested the market and then there wasn't as much out there as he thought. Yeah, probably. I mean, with the salary cap going down, it was a bad year for Jones here to hit free agency. So it's kind and of a bad year for every running back because, I mean, I think Christian McCaffrey's restructured his contract. I think Alvin Kamara did as well mm -hmm. um, just to give their team more money. Every um, position across the board, you know, is... Yeah. Uh, remember folks that, uh, not only did the salary cap go down, they, it went down when they expected it to go up because of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So therefore yep. it's almost like you compound that on top of it. I expected to have 15 more million in room next year. Now I have 30 less <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. Um, and, and Aaron Jones is a perfect example of that. I, the last thing I was going to add was, uh, I assume Miami's price tag was a little lower. Although yeah. you, like you said, he might've taken less to stay, but I still think Miami would, I'd. I'm firmly believe Miami was in the hunt. I just think it was a little too expensive. Um, so here's the problem with Aaron Jones. The Packers just lost their center, Corey Lindsley, to the Chargers. Good mm. move, the Chargers. Um, and Corey Lindsley was PFF's number one, number one best center in all of football this past season. And they're potentially losing uh the Packers, that is, potentially losing their guard. I think it's his, I think he's their right guard. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Right tackle, oh. Rick Wagner. He was only ranked the number 23 out of I think 50 tackles ranked by. So I mean, he's middling, but you know, it's still but your good starting to lose come by. pieces. And uh, what was it? PFF ranked the Green Bay offensive line like number two or three in for 2020. 
So you start taking those pieces away and it's going to be a little less, a few less holes and a little less running room for Aaron Jones here this next season, potentially assuming they don't fix these holes, which right. I think they're going to, they're probably going to draft a center. Um, there isn't really much out there for centers. I have no idea why green Bay gave this money to Aaron Jones instead of Corey Lindsley. Mm, that's a valid argument. No idea. No yeah, idea. I th- but I think Jamal it- Williams, uh, I'm sorry, Jamal Williams did leave. So mm-hmm. there's potentially there, but there's not going to be more touches because AJ Dillon's going to slide into that role a little bit more. He's just AJ Dillon's going to get more touches. Aaron Jones is going to stay at the same level, but he's been a top, what, 12 back the last two seasons. And actually, well, in 2019, he was the number two running back. I'm sorry, he's been a top five running back in the last two seasons. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What were you going to say? I'm sorry. I kinda uh, I just, there. I think your take is absolutely valid and it has to be considered because that's been kind of the, the one knock on Jones is volume. Now I think Packers aren't any different than a lot of teams out there that see their number one running back as a weapon and an asset. However, you need to protect that asset. So there's mm-hmm. more uh, uh, load sharing and running back by committee nowadays. But as you said, Williams left, that opens up some opportunity. Um, I think it's a good thing at, at the end of all this. I think the fact that he's staying in this offense is helpful. I think that it takes all things, including, as you said, offensive line, running back talent, defense helps a running back because you get uh, more possession, more chance to run down the clock, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I think those other factors will outweigh the loss of the offensive line. And yes, the still purveying, uh, 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 share crunch if, if you will the touch crunch touch crunch i'm going with it um that is touch going crunch. on that will that aj Dillon will be inserted to um i i but dynasty manager speaking for aj Dillon, yeah i mean you're not happy <laughs> uh mm. you know i guess if you were a dynasty manager of aaron jones you could have gotten a couple years of maybe more production on a in a situation um. where he got more opportunity and a big contract but I think long term you're happy with this as a dynasty manager because he's again he's in this offense, he's got the security of his you know I'm sorry four year deal right, yeah. So he's he's, he's it's probably more like a two. But, he was you know. already a really good back, and I think he needs to keep his share, his touches in the same kind of neighborhood. You know I don't think he's yeah, a I, 80, 90 percent guy. I, so I was kind of thinking as I was writing down my notes for today is that, you know, I, I feel like a lot of people are going to be like, look, he was a number two running back in 2019. He was a number five running back in 2020. He mm-hmm. should be going in the first round. I'm thinking more like mid to end of the second round because until they fix their offensive line, I think that's where, where he should go. And we got plenty. I don't for- know if he's going to, I don't know if he's going to be a top 10 back next year. If that line isn't there to, to help him out, you know, we got, and we got plenty of time for ADP and rankings to, to yep. adjust accordingly and we got the big one coming up the draft and well coming up like four or five weeks away but uh yeah so we'll uh, see but uh i'm it, i'm it, i'm it, obviously yeah, your your fine. your arrow straight or a little down and i'm arrow up i think i'm down where yeah, i'm I, my arrow my arrow is definitely pointing down for aaron jones i don't want him on my team if he's a first round value that is let's put it that way gotcha no that's a great like stipulation if, if it's going to cost me a first world. rounder Nope. We're splitting hairs here in the first slash second round. Yeah, I think that's an important stance to take. So what I love about doing these off-season shows is we're going to find ones like these where we differ. And uh, it's interesting to see how they play out. So so here's a guy that we're probably going to differ on a little bit. I 
I'm going to do some game film on this dude. I'm not going to lie. Um, and maybe I'm going to do that next after uh, just a quick little plug. I just did a video on Nick Chubb. Mm-hmm. Nick Chubb, aces in my book. I <laughs> love me some Nick Chubb. Uh, that is not one. So our next guy is... <laughs> Our next guy is Chris Carson here. He got a he got a two year deal to stay in Seattle. It's uh, worth up to it, I think it's worth more than fourteen point six million, but five and a half of it is guaranteed. Um, that's just kind of the the meat of the contract is fourteen point sure. six. There. Mm-hmm. Here's one thing that I didn't know about Chris Carson. He finished twelfth in twenty nineteen and twentieth in twenty twenty, and he finished twentieth in twenty twenty after missing four games. So if you take his 14.11 points per game and you and you plug those into his four games that he missed, he would have ended up as RB number eight on the season had he stayed healthy. Now, he hasn't had a he has, he has not stayed healthy. That's part of the problem. Yeah. Uh, he, well, I mean, he missed one game in 2019 and then he missed, um, I believe it was three in 2018 and he missed four this past season yeah. or no, he missed. I'm sorry. He missed two in 2018. So I mean, it's not That's really good for a running back. Let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, if he I almost a want games, my cool. running back missing a game or two. Uh, I, I think at this point, I I kind of expected out of almost every oh, running back. and now uh, seventeen game season. Is that not uh, a done deal? I don't know. I don't think okay. so. We'll get to that later. Go ahead. Um. So you, I mean, you. I, man, I was starting to look at this, and I was like, you know, that makes that makes Chris Carson. So he's going to probably miss a couple of games, maybe three. Take that in, yeah. Man, I, I kind of want to draft him now in like the middle of the second round as my RB two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm kind of on board, Chris Carson, man. I think my comment about well, he hasn't been, well, he has been missing time is in direct reference to last year, and uh, but he well, hasn't missed a ton of it. Though. That's why I'm. That's, that's why. I, that's why I want to qualify this is, uh, you know. Recency bias um, just played itself out right there. I kind of remembered it wrong. Uh, and I'm the Carson fan, right? So he has been quite durable. He's a tough dude. But we have this bad taste in our mouths from 2020. Well, I think, to your point, I think we could see a pretty good value here. Um, I think the money you're seeing is a commitment to him. Yes, it's at a bargain because we've touched on it 100 times already. Tower yeah, we don't down. need to go over it. Exactly. So, um, and he's already been there. He, he worked his way up from undrafted, I believe, uh, maybe mm, sixth or seventh round. round. Yeah, sixth or seventh at least. Um, so I've been it a fan. Doesn't really, it doesn't really have a lot of competition behind them either. Like yeah. no no legit competition, let's put it that yeah, way. Yeah, I don't know what's up with Rashad Penny. There was – I, I, I think he's done. He's just I think that I think the Seahawks know that they whiffed on him after they spent a first-round pick for some reason on well, him. I think it was a severe um, injury and, too, if memory serves. Yeah. Might have sapped and him And here's my thing too about Chris Carson is if – Seattle actually beefs up their offensive line like Russell Wilson has been um, complaining about. And that, that's going to give, that's going to make Chris Carson of just a better, like he's gonna, I mean, he's going to probably put up some better numbers behind a better offensive line. And Seattle's offensive line has not been very good. And he's been putting up some pretty decent numbers, not elite. And I'm not saying Chris Carson he's is a hard a, runner. Is he's a hard back, runner. But he's a hard runner mm-hmm. and he can catch the ball as well. Okay. So I kind of like him staying there, and I'm man, I'm gonna, I'm totally doing game film on Chris Carson now. Like, like and uh, I think we could see um, great value. Uh, my, here. Ne- my next one is going to be Robert Woods. So you know, oh, after Woods, film. probably Chris Carson. Nice. I'm what else you got to say on Chris Carson? I think that's it. Yep, I think we touched All right, on it. Next, uh, next running back here will be Kenyon Drake. Oh, um, boy. I, 
I don't understand this. I really don't. He got a two-year, $11 million deal, all guaranteed from the Raiders. That feels right. I I saw a few contracts that were like, the overall number is low, but it was like, it's all guaranteed. Like, they're just like, here you go. I don't know what the Raiders are doing this offseason. Insurance? The Raiders are like a bat without its radar. Like mm-hmm. it, they need does, a receiver like, for God's sake. They sakes. have no direction. I I do not understand what this team is doing. Like they could completely dismantled their offensive line, which some people said was a really stout one. PFF had them ranked at like seventeenth or something, like below average. Um, so I get maybe why they did that, but they also dismantled some of their defensive pieces too. I don't know what this team is doing. They let Nelson Aguilar go, even though he was like their best receiver last year. They mm-hmm. let Tyrell Williams go. He was hurt all year, so I get that. But man, I Kenyon Drake, like he's like a poor man's Josh Jacobs, and you already have Josh Jacobs. So why? I, I don't get it, man. I really don't. I don't know. I, maybe somewhere in the coaches or personnel's mind, they're like, you know, we want somebody that's almost just like our number one guy <laughs> and we'll pay anything to, to get that. I don't know. You're right. Yeah. But um, normally you, I don't, I don't know. This, I, yeah, th- there's no doubt this hurts dynasty owners of Jacobs redraft. Uh, his, I don't his know guy, if it really hurt Jacobs though. That's the thing. It just, I got to follow I think the Kenyon money. Drake is there to just, I think Kenyon Drake is there just to spell Jacobs. I to think that's all it is. Yeah. yeah I, I don't I, think I, he's there I can't help really... but look at that. That number. It's not the biggest number for a running back, and it's eleven million over two years. That's not years. small either. Five and a yeah, half million per. That's what I'm saying. I mean, we're talking about um, who was it that had a similar number? Who is well Carson? Yeah, it's a little more, but he's obviously going to be the starter. It's it's starting at NFL running back money because that value is suppressed. You know, that's what I don't, I don't get. Know, why, why let him go somewhere else and bring in? Somebody cheaper and or or yeah and or a draft pick, cheaper. Yeah, I get like sign Duke Johnson and he could have been there. There. Well, third the fantasy back, community was just know, falling like, in uh, love with Jacobs. Uh, I don't. Going I'm not. Back to I'm left. not. Still not under, I'm still not sure why, but mm, well, we'll see. That's some decent numbers. Um, he's on. He's on my growing list of of guys to do game film on. So uh, Ooh, I might want to do that one. Okay. I like, I like running backs. Anyway, uh, I think we've said, uh, said what we need to say. Yeah, about Drake. Not a good, not good for fantasy. Let's uh, let's move on to Jamal Williams here. I kind of we kind of briefly touched on him leaving Green Bay. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, he's our second last running back. I really have anything to say about. Um, it's 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 a, it's a weird, it's an interesting signing by Detroit. Um, I was just like, why would you do that? He's like, you know, DeAndre Swift light. And then I was like, and then I saw that PFF had him ranked as their seventeenth best running back in twenty nineteen, and their. T- 19th best in 2020 efficient which was actually better than aaron jones in yep. 20 in 2019 and i was like huh i i, I mean they're player. they're grading every they're they're grading every single aspect blocking of catching game. blocking yep. catching uh vision you know like stuff like that power mm-hmm. everything not just they're not just going by stats but I think he's just more of a handcuff to DeAndre Swift. Yeah, Adrian Peterson's out of Detroit at, at the at the moment, but okay, good. It just seems like there's three guys that are kind of all the same, but just on slightly different levels of skill. Like DeAndre Swift, good. Carry um, on Johnson, not quite as good. And then Jamal Williams is right there with Carry on. I'm like, I don't get it. 
I think uh, number one, Jamal Williams is talented. I want talented. to know, Chris. I want to know. Right. Number one, Jamal Williams is talented. Let's not forget that. Um, you know, no, he's not as talented as Aaron Jones, but uh, he's he's a good back. He and he can do it all. Um, number, yeah, he number, can. number two, he uh, uh, he's he's a pretty good guy. Like I think he is, he's the type of player. I know it's cliche or hyperbolic, but they want him in the locker room. Um, now, how much is he, if any? If he's is he taking away from Swift? Well, I think Swift's the guy. I'm gonna get that out of the way. Um, I think so too. I I think Carryon's and I was kind of and I was kind of speculating in my brain that maybe they get rid of Carryon Johnson. That could happen still. Uh, and, but even if they and, don't, he's just your third guy. He's a, a, a kind of a bigger body. He's a goal line role player. Um, yeah, I guess. I mean, maybe maybe he is. He Carryon Johnson is a pretty big back, isn't he? He's like mm-hmm. six foot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And over okay, that makes sense. But with these two, uh, Williams and Swift, I don't know, man. I, I don't. I want to say I'm still fine with Swift, uh, because talent and opportunity. I think it, I think this. I think this is in my mind is dragging Swift down a little bit. Okay. It, it's just I don't know. We don't have to say much about Jamal Williams. I just wanted to just mention that he went to Detroit. It's a good signing for real football. Maybe maybe you're real right. Football, maybe not, not, maybe not so much for fantasy. But I'm holding. And out then hope now, that it's still fine. now. Okay, I'm gonna try and contain myself here. I'm gonna try and contain myself. You're gonna, you might have to like mute me here for a second or whatever, because we're <laughs> gonna talk about Marlon Mack and his one-year, two-million-dollar, fully guaranteed deal to go back to the Colts and destroy Jonathan Taylor's fantasy value. I do not understand this. I have so many expletives written down on my notebook and were said while I was at work when I found this out the other day. I was just. I rate, I'm like, why would you do this? I know it's only $2 million. I know, but you have a better back in Jonathan five. Taylor and Naeem Hunt. What? 2.5. I believe it's what I've got down. Either way, significant. Doesn't matter. <laughs> $500,000 is insignificant, Josh. <laughs> you know what I mean? It doesn't matter. I'm glad you interrupted me because I was, I was, I was starting to, I was starting to, uh, to, 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 to boil. And, uh, yeah. Okay. I'm better. I just don't understand why Marlon Mack is there. It it was being brought back. A, a guy coming off an Achilles injury too. Uh, I think it's I comfort could, I, on both sides. I guess. And in a, and in a I market mean, like, where if Jonathan Mark... Taylor and if you know if Jonathan Taylor were to go to get injured, uh, hopefully he doesn't. But if he suffers a significant injury and has to miss significant time, say after like week five or six, when Marlon Mack is maybe even healthier mm-hmm. than he is at the moment, mm-hmm. he's going to be a good plug in. And you know whatever. Oh, sure. I just. I think that's. The way I do to look not at it. like this whatsoever. I th- like. I think this significantly anchors Jonathan Taylor's value because I can see the Colts just all of a sudden, for whatever reason, here comes Marlon Mack onto the field. Jonathan Taylor is like sitting on the sidelines, going, "What? What? Why am I out of the game? I just. <laughs> I. I have over a hundred yards rushing already." And they're like, "Yep, good job, kid. It's Mack's turn. Ah, Throwing the Mack truck out there. I just." <laughs> I, I disagree. That's, that's, that's I, I think this away. is comfort and depth, honestly. I think both Marlon Mack is comfort <laughs> with Colts and Colts are comfort with Mack and their number two uh, or three role, however you want to put it, because Hines is there. I think the Colts showed a commitment to Taylor and Hines last year that they want them to be the guy. I know, and I loved it. And Mack, I was couldn't, fine with and Mack couldn't find a job, you know, so to speak. Uh, he probably could have taken less and maybe got somewhere. I think the important number to look at there is the one year. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. He gets another Anyways. year to play and get paid, but doesn't have to move his kids. 
pandemic, salary cap, the whole thing. But uh, and I just think Taylor showed us enough at the end of last year, and the Colt showed us enough in terms of committing with carries and still working in Hines. I think we'll be all right. I think they found what they wanted in those two players, and this is a depth signing. I hope so. I hope so. Too. All right. So here's some <laughs> running backs that are still available as of Sunday. Oh, quick, the, uh, quick uh, honorable mention. Uh, Car- Carlos Hyde went to the Jags. So I, I, you know, I kind of like this four and a half. That's not insignificant. I kind of like this signing in the sense that it maybe it'll take a little work off of James Robinson because mm-hmm. James Robinson got it seemed to get a little dinged up towards the end of last year. Like, like we said in previous episodes, uh, maybe it was just him hitting the rookie wall, but you know, I, I kind of like this, you know, Carlos Hyde isn't going to, I don't think he's going to take significant touches away from James Robinson. I think James Robinson is definitely more talented than Carlos Hyde because Carlos Mm -hmm. Hyde is just, he's just a a bowling ball at this point, you know, he keeps keeps getting a job for a reason. I think that's important, man. I know. And, and the two years for four and a half mil. There's nothing to sneeze at. Yeah. I think he's yeah. a role player. I think you got to remember there's a new coaching staff. So I do agree in that I don't think Hyde takes this job. No. Um, but I also don't think the new staff is in love with James Robinson. But he's not going anywhere yet. I'm staying with the status quo. He is we'll the see. guy. It's just this gives me a little bit of a flag. And and you've seen three or four situations we've been through I mean, in the last five, five, ten minutes. We've been like, you go this way, right. I go this way on the guy that was brought in. And if it hurts right. the other. I, the one thing that I really like about James Robinson so. is Urban Meyer and the fact that Urban Meyer has really been kind of a, a, a more of a workhorse back uh, okay. coach. Okay. I mean, granted, that's in college. Like a lunch pail kind of, kind of guy? He kind of just gets to pick whatever. Oh, I see what um, you mean. Like a, one guy. He picks a feature back. I'm sorry, what? You're saying he picks a feature back. He picks one guy and yeah. sticks with him. Okay. I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is yeah, that is a like bonus in the column Anyways. for uh, James Robinson. And the fact of what he did last year, um, I think he, he's earned some yep. a chance. But this is on my radar. I'm a little concerned. And I know I'm the one who predicted. I didn't predict it. I said he could be gone. And you're like, never. <laughs> so mm, we'll see. I don't think so. But I think that's all I had uh, on honorable mentions. Yeah, uh, still some guys that are left to not be to still, still some guys that have not been signed. Uh, James Conner is still sitting out there. Yes. Mike Davis, Duke Johnson, James White, Lev Bell, whatever. Rex Burkhead, whatever. Tevin Coleman, okay. Um, mainly those first four: James Conner, Mike Davis, Duke Johnson, James White. These are all probably going to be just role player backs at this point. Um, especially James a little bit White real quick. And, James Conner. Is that where you're with at James Conner? You don't think he, what if he goes back to Pittsburgh? You don't think he's the guy? I don't think he's going back to Pittsburgh. I think they're done with him. So if he goes elsewhere, you don't think he's a starter? Maybe, but he's, he's not, he's going to be more at first, second down than, than a three down back. So um, a, a guy with a role. Yeah. Well, I mean, because health mainly is what you're thinking, right? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So if it were, if it and weren't Mike, for health, Mike Davis is, Mike Davis more of a change of pace back. Duke Johnson, For James sure. White. They're really more of they're really more of a third down style back. back. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I just, you know, and, and I mean, like I like Mike Davis and what he more or less did all, all of last but year. But we know what Mike and, Davis is. Yeah, we know. What yeah, we saw what Mike Davis's peak Precise. is. Um, I James think with White, Connor, I, real quick. Um, so go ahead with White. 
No, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> uh, just last thing on Connor is uh, <laughs> there's been a lot of Miami talk, just like there was Miami talk with Aaron Jones. So I think I don't I don't want Connor to go to Miami. I don't necessarily either, but I think it's important to mention that uh, they're in. I think the rumors clearly show they're in the market for running back and what that says about Gaskin, because we did a little bit of that off air before we started. Yeah, I, I'm a I Gaskin guy. I mean, he's he's resisted the uh, you know, slings and arrows up to this point. He's still, quote, the man. Um, so we'll proceed until something changes. Yeah. But there has been Connor whispers in Miami. And from a football perspective for Miami, I think it makes sense. Like you said, Connor it is does. probably a, a 50, 60 percent guy, not a. 70, 80. So. I don't, but, I, but I see like Miami, I think that like mm-hmm. kind of what they did all of last year is they weren't really rotating a lot of backs. They were like primarily one dude. That's fair. That once they found, once Gaskin. they found Gaskin. Yeah, that's true. Well, too. and then when Gaskin got hurt, it was, uh, it was primarily like uh, Salvin, Ahmed, Ahmed. Uh, and there was another guy that they primarily ran when Ahmed got hurt too. And I can't remember who it is off the top of my head, Me but but they had a lot I don't of injuries there. They, I don't think they want to rotate guys in and out if they don't it's have very, to. It's a very solid point. I so, guess I kind of didn't look at it that and way. James Conner, I mean, I guess if they're looking short term and they just want to like squeak out some wins and just want to run them into the ground, I guess. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think Conner's more. T- I think they're going to draft. I think they're drafting a running back, though, man. I think Conner's probably is more talented than Gaskin. I think I'm there. I think I'm okay with that. But I think it's kind of close. I feel like they're maybe on the same level. Okay. Anyways, that's all I got on him. You got anyone? You got anyone else you want to talk about? Anyone? Anyone? No anyone? more backs. Uh, you go down my list. I think we touched on my Malcolm Brown Dolphins okay. since we just mentioned Dolphins. That's oh, it. oh, right. Yep. I actually that's a good that's a good one. Michael, oh, and uh, we didn't do Lindsay, did we? Yeah, we did at the very beginning. Thank you. Sorry, I forgot. That's right. That's right. Um, our, our transition. But uh, Malcolm Brown going to the Dolphins don't really care about that all that much. What I do care about is his absence in Los Angeles. And that makes me love Cam Akers and to a lesser extent, Daryl Henderson, even more, more of a, I like that he's gone yeah. and that kind of clears you know up the waters there a you know little bit. Expect. Yeah. I'm sure they're going to draft, like spend a late round pick on a running back that they, that has some upside and he'll get some work and I'll bang my head against the wall. But until then, as of right now, love Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson. And, and as a real late round speculative uh, draft pick, Daryl Henderson, too. Um, I think Cam Akers, as, with the current situation as it is right now, I think Cam Akers' draft stock is going to be um, way too high for me, personally. Oh, yeah, could not be but, value, yeah. Um, we'll see where he ends up by next season. Um, you got anything else, man? I think that's it. Cool. Until next time, which next week we will be covering the meat of the episode will be wide receivers because there's a lot of them, uh, but also tight ends. Uh, maybe I'll I'll talk about a kicker or two as well, even though most people nowadays don't like to talk about kickers. Mm. It's kind of a faux pas, but whatevs. And until then, I want everyone to stay safe and wear a mask. Check us. You can email us at amazingffb at gmail.com. We also have a Twitch channel, which we will be streaming at least the first round of the draft live. Mm-hmm. And we will be in the basement studio there at Chris's house together. Yeah. Unless something awful happens. Right, like yeah. you have some sort of weird spike in the pandemic or something. Um, and hopefully I should be vaccinated. I'm vaccinated, but not you guys. Yeah, um, we're working on it. Speaking of which. Speaking of which, uh, if you have a chance to get a vaccination, do not be picky. Get whatever vaccination you can get. Yes. Don't go for the name brand. 
they they, they all are very have pr- proven to be very effective. So yeah. don't be dumb. Do that and uh, check us if you are listening to us in podcast format. You can check us out on YouTube where I have done some videos on Baker Mayfield, Nick Chubb, swear I'm not a Browns fan. <laughs> and, coincidence, uh, coincidence. I, yeah, and I am now working on Robert Woods, which I hope to get up by this coming Wednesday evening. You might see Gaskin um, and, and uh, is Fuller still looking for a job? No, he went to Miami, right? He yeah. went to Miami. You might see Fuller and Gaskin for me, I, although I'm not a Miami fan. Uh, yes, yes. And until next week, everyone, stay safe. Keep wearing those masks. We're almost there, folks. Until then, check you later. Like, share, and subscribe.